Greetings, friends, family, and followers. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to a special episode, episode 63 of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Dorks. Yeah, so... So Angela's not here. Yeah, Angela Angela is going to take a little break from this podcast because she's, she's she busy is AF. she's busy <laughs> year end, you know, yeah. and um so yeah, hi, my name is Pam. I am going to be gonna... the special host for the rest of the year. <laughs> we are uh I hope you like me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> That was an awkward intro, but that's okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's okay. For context, Edwin was just like, oh, by the way, you're going to host. And I was like, what? So I was like, okay, how, how does Angela do this again? I already host I am more... See, okay, so Angela and I are, voice, are voiceover actors for certain podcasts. We share um, our talents with the graveyard tapes. Which Angela always keeps on talking about in past episodes. Yes. But I don't know about how she does it. She's been hosting D D and D like since for we forever. started. I think and there was so, one time I we were sort of giving it a whirl and who, who like we were cat we were we were sort of um hosting it. We did like a round robin of hosting. And we was like, ah, Angela, you do it. <laughs> I don't wanna do it. Yeah, so I was like, it was like an impromptu decision that, oh, I'm going to host. So I was like, I am the type of actor that, like, likes to have a script in front of in front of her. Because I would at least know, like, what to say and how to say it and then practice it and then get used to it. No, and no, I know. Edmund was like, yeah, you, you hosted it tonight. And I'm like, okay. One thing about <laughs> the one thing about podcasting and or radio, right? There there's is no script. No script. There's, there's no script. show notes. There's a rundown. No script. Yeah, see, as long... So, okay, I will make note for the rest of the year. I'm gonna host. Yay! Okay. <laughs> anyway, enough of my awkwardness. Edwin, how about your awkwardness? I mean, how have you been? <laughs> I've been pretty good. Uh, for those of you who are listening right now, we Pam and I also do another show where I host called um, Hollow Hollow Hangouts. So if you're confused, for those of you who listen to both shows, this is Dungeons, Dungeons and, and Dorks. Dorks. Welcome, welcome to the other podcast of Legend Creators. Um, you know I've been it's been busy, especially during Thanksgiving. It gets pretty busy, mm-hmm. especially during my line of work where. I don't really work retail, but we are sort of the people who work in the office in the, I guess you could say like headquarters are told to go down to the stores and help out. So in a sense, I get to work retail for at least three days out of the year. Oh, and yeah. So um, now can you hear me? Yes. Cool. Yeah, so I get to work retail for three days out of the year, and that would be during Thanksgiving because I work at a grocery co-op, and I've never worked so hard my entire life because <laughs> it was 11-hour <laughs> days, 11 hours for three straight days. And I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> it was just like 
where's my turkey? And, you know, and my order isn't right. And, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, like, have, you know, happy Thanksgiving. Where's my mashed potatoes that I ordered or whatever? <laughs> you know, it's like that sort of thing. You know, so it's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's, it's calmed down enough where um i've actually sat down i got four days i got four days off i i, I refused to work on a friday after Thanksgiving. Okay. so i got four days off i chilled chilled real hard <laughs> because i forgot what it was like to be a couch potato um and i played final fantasy 7 I found the first edition, um, PS1, all three discs, non-greatest hits. We're talking about the original L, original cover, original uh, slips, everything. Nice. Um, you know, of Final Fantasy VII. This is probably, arguably, the best Final Fantasy, like, in the entire franchise. To the point where if they actually <laughs> they actually made a remake of it. So, right. Um, so I got to play that, and I played it, and I played it pretty hard that those four days. Did you finish it? No. Oh, <laughs> it's like seriously. Like I don't know how they're gonna do the remake because the remake. If you don't know about the remake of Final Fantasy VII, it ends after you get out of Midgar. Guess what? In the original. <laughs> the original one you get out of Midgar but by the time you you hit your like hour six or hour seven of gameplay it goes pretty quick for an RPG and you're not even done with a disc you're, I don't think you're even done like halfway through the first disc so I can't <laughs> imagine like this remake if they're gonna do the whole entire remake how many how many uh, parts they're gonna do let's that's my question because it's a huge game. I think what was it like at least sixty plus sixty three plus hours of gameplay on I don't a JRPG. Know. I mean, it's huge. Usually RPGs go run for like a long time. Yeah, you know. So right now, I'm, I don't know if you're really familiar with Final Fantasy VII, but I'm at where you're at Rocket Town. That's how far I am in that game. I'm I am not a Final Fantasy <laughs> gamer, sorry. It's so good. You gotta play it. It's so good. Oh my gosh. I think this is maybe my third copy of Final Fantasy VII. And I got I have like the I have like the, the PC version of it. And now is that the original? Like it came out for the PS1? It came out for the PS1. This was okay. the this was the retail first edition of final fantasy 7 which was really hard to find i've been trying to find this thing for the very longest time and i went just so happens i was talking to a buddy of mine that there's a re retro store like a like a retro gaming store sort of like a like a like a uh like a GameStop, but only for retro games mm, okay and i went out there and lo and behold there was just one like down you know in, like the next town over from where i live went there and I saw it on the shelf. Really? Yes. And yes, I did probably pay too much for it. 
but it was Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven. Okay. <laughs> so, and brought it home, and holy crap! Like, nineteen nineties just came came back to real life for me <laughs> with that game. <laughs> nostalgia so, hit. The nostalgia hit real, real hard. And that was like, but here's you know when I went over to that place, right? Yeah. Do you still have a Game Boy? Um, not me, but maybe my husband does. Like a Game Boy Advance or an SP, like the the different iterations of the Game Boy. I'm pretty sure he hasn't uh, touched it in years, but okay. he might still have the husk. <laughs> okay, so I found out because I still have an SP. I still have an Advance, and somewhere around here, with like a, I have a mini. Um, oh, Game okay. Boy Mini, like the smaller version, like of the of the original Game Boy. Right. Guess how much you can sell these for? For a working, con- good condition, working one. Is it like an insane like? Give me four a, digit. Give me a ballpark guess. Give me what? I what don't would you know. Ask? Why are you giving me a guess? Just, just, just guess. Give me a number. I don't know. Seven hundred. No. Not that much. What am I too high or too low? You're too high. Six? No. Five? No. Four? Three? Two? One. Okay. Two hundred dollars. Okay. You can sell this thing for two hundred dollars. Something that you you probably don't play anymore. Haven't turned on for quite a while. Right? You can yeah. still sell these things for two hundred dollars. Well, I know exactly what what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I I couldn't believe it. I was just sitting there looking at these cases. I was like, two hundred bucks for a for a Game Boy Advance, Game Boy SP. And I was talking to the guy at the store, and apparently, it turns out like during the COVID, retro gaming took a really huge turn, and a lot of people are looking for these old systems mainly because especially for the game boy and the game boy the game boy you know units Eh. they're selling that much because there's a certain game that people are looking for to play it on those systems and are you saying that are you saying that the retro the old systems are making a slow comeback yeah just like vinyl you know, like oh, true. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, you know, I see that. But yeah. it's a certain game that it's really making it like worth a, worth quite a bit is because people who play Pokemon are looking no. for oh, the original red and blue and yellow and what was that? The other one what was it silver? The ones that those Pokemon. Track. What's that? I lost track. Yeah, right. The the original ones. The original yes. Pokemon games, right, for the Game Boy. And I sat there. It's like, do you have any of these games? Like, are you selling these? It's like, yeah, I just sold one. And the guy sold one for $100. Jeez. For a Game Boy game. For a, po- wow. a Pokemon Blue or something. Okay, so I'm looking at my stuff here at home. And I'm like, <laughs> I have a red. I have a blue. That's 200 bucks. Let's see. I think I have somewhere, you know... I think I have a silver one somewhere that's 300 bucks. I'm like sitting there going like, holy crap. Like this, all my stuff is like starting to, 
there, all my old stuff ha are worth something, and I couldn't believe it. So I started the very <laughs> the good the good thing <laughs> of hoarding. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't. So I was like looking around, you know, and I have an original like first copy of um, Secret of Mana. And okay. and I also have I got it here with me because I brought this downstairs, right? What's that? How? <laughs> right? Is that the manual? This is the tips and hints directly ah. from SquareSoft, the official game secrets, right? Of Secret of Mana. And if you haven't heard of Secret of Mana, it was like it was like around the time of Chrono Trigger. And it's a Squaresoft game, same makers of Final Fantasy. And this is a copy I bought for $30. Okay, $30 okay. for this thing, right? Still have it. Still has okay. a little, still has a price ticker right there. Okay. <laughs> and so I go into eBay just just to just to see, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm my since i opened up the game because i'm not a heathen i do play my video games <laughs> okay okay i don't i don't like seal it up and and don't take it out of the box okay so yeah. if you are a heathen and you seal it up and you don't play it and you just keep it for whatever reason right if you still have this game it's worth like three thousand dollars okay here's the thing since i opened up my copy because I like to play video games. Right? Okay. Hundred bucks for the game. Oh wow, that's that's quite the difference. <laughs> quite the difference, right? But here's the thing: this manual, the strategy guide I'm holding in my hand right now, right? right. Three hundred dollars. How? How's that more? Because this is more rare. Oh, okay. This okay. is much more rare and sought after. Okay, okay. Than the game itself. Good point. And I'm just like, holy crap. Like, maybe there is something in this hoarding thing. <laughs> it's just, I was just blown away. So, I was just like, holy crap. So are you going crap. to go through all your games and just I've got value some, them? I mean, I've got some like... Like, I've got, like, Contra here somewhere, you know? Like, mm, okay. Yeah, the Konami code. You ever heard of the Konami code? Uh, maybe. Up, up, down, down, right, left, right, left. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Little, yeah. guess what? I've got a game that started that <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> okay. So, I'm sure that's worth something. Yes, it's open because I I, I, I play my video of games. Of course you play yes. your games. <laughs> so yeah, it's just interesting to me that 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 all the stuff that I, that's in my shelf might it's be worth actually something. worth something and people are actually yeah. trying to find these things. So moral of the story Take care of your stuff. <laughs> take care of your stuff because it might be worth someday. Right? Yeah. Don't make your don't let your brother sell your stuff when you're a kid. If you have kids, if there if there if there are kids who listen to the show and you got older brothers who tend to make frequent stop at GameStop to sell crap to buy the latest and greatest, I might be talking about my brothers. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's just a guess. Just, you know, 
you know, make them stop, make them, you know, tell them that these things might be worth something someday. And I was right. <laughs> so <laughs> there it is. Anyways, Pat, what have you been up to? I've been talking for like the past what fifteen minutes. What have you been up to? I, I'm, I'm of course watching stuff as I do. Yeah. It seems like I always talk talk about shows in my general talk, and I guess I'll just continue that pattern. I did finish the Great British Baking Show. You finished it? Yes. Um, I will not spoil it because it, the ending, it, it wasn't um. It's not the person who you think will win. It's like halfway, you're like, okay, this person or, or like keeps on nailing it and whatever. Dude. But then past that, that person kind of goes downward. I guess they get tired or whatever. They screw and up then, real bad. And then this, I don't know about you, but my <clears throat> second favorite person actually won. I'll leave it at that. At least, at least one of your top favorites like like in any good fantasy football game right (laughs) like at least some of your players actually did pretty well and the one that won was on your roster so well okay so this person (laughs) that i i thought would who would win like throughout the whole almost almost the entire season i dubbed them like the serial killer because they worked they worked like orderly they were organized they kept calm and that's that whole kept calm thing that i was like you know they would make the perfect like serial killer (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah and there was yeah at least at least the one that my husband didn't like which was i dubbed i dubbed her the the british uh, Valley Girl Vegan. <laughs> oh no! It's the it was the accident, and, and we're like we're like, what did she say? And then is she Jeff was my husband is like, Ugh, is that person actually care. vegan? I haven't seen any of it yet. Is that one per- of it? Yeah, one of the contestants were vegan. How did that go? Um, like you are, know, they're she- using butter and milk and everything, eggs. There was an actual vegan like segment. Like okay. a challenge. She didn't do very well. <laughs> Which oh, that was more surprising. Bad surprising. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but I'm so glad that that the winner won. The other two finalists, they were both they were all really good. All three finalists, they were really good. Yeah, they usually are with the end of but, the day. But yeah, I, but this 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 finalist on um, when they went into their signature. It was really close. It was really close. No one scored a perfect score, but no one really did really bad either. That's good. So uh, we were like, I have no clue who's going to win. And then they named the winner. I'm like, okay, I'll live with that. <laughs> that show just amazes me. It just amazes me as a as a, as a reality show con- contest and and the skill. Because, I mean, I've, I've worked at a bakehouse. Mm. I've baked mm-hmm. before. I've, you know, even in like production level stuff, right? You're not making like one cake. You're making like a couple dozen cakes. Oh yeah, it's know? it's very like tiresome. It's tiresome. It is it's 
I mean, have you ever seen a scrawny little baker? <laughs> you know, like in terms of like, they're usually like these big, huge guys or gals, you know, that are, they look like, they look like they can like kick some A in, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's don't yeah, don't work. let those arms fool you. Yeah. That's is, a lot of arm work, really. Yeah, they're lifting 50-pound flower bags or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's like that. I'm just amazed at even the skill level like some of the what bakers are in Great British Baking Show. Like they're, they're like playing around with fondant. And fondant's not easy to deal with. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. even like doing layering. And what was that like their artistic or what they do like with uh what do they call that challenge like their artistic challenge signature challenge not the signature the the end one the the, the last challenge that they do where they actually um, take it home they practice and they bring it back showstopper showstopper yeah the showstopper yeah. some of the stuff that i saw on there is like next level stuff like they're playing around with candies and doing sculpting with candies <laughs> and yeah. that's not easy to do like that is so not easy to do and like i just you know and the fact that they're not even like everybody i mean if you've never seen British baking show it'll change your life because they're not trying to one-up each other and, oh no and not like trying to to sabotage each other or talking badly about each other it's just it's the whole different thing i mean i mean i remember i don't know if it's this season or a past season like someone's masterpiece like fell apart yeah and you could just feel it so did everyone else's hearts yeah it fell apart along with the the treat or whatever and i was like oh and you don't see this in any other, like, competition show, as you said. I think the American, like, what what was it? Cutthroat Kitchen or? Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, it just leaves a sour feeling. Bit. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, no. With the British baking show, and it could be a cultural difference, too. It um, might be. But it's, it, it's very uplifting. I never really was into any cooking show whether if it's instructional or competition but it's i don't know why that hit differently because i think it's just it, because they're nice to each other <laughs> like well and, I think and it, it actually shows you like oh my gosh i really want to eat that you yeah. know but you know like it's kind of funny like a person like gets eliminated from the show you know you know they're all tearing up they're all hugging each other they're like freaking and like like I'm gonna miss you so much, and you know, yeah. like, you know, it's like that. It was just like, I mean, you imagine a an American show doing that? I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think they would be as cordial as the British. No, but so I mean, like a guy like I getting finished... voted. It's like a guy getting voted out. It's like see you around, be you know. <laughs> yeah. So like... I so right after I I finished that, I was so sad. I was like, what am I going to do the rest of my Fridays? Because they release episodes every Friday. 
But now that the series is done, it's like, I need to find a show to fill in for my Fridays. What show should I You should watch Masterclass. That was that, that was another one. But I actually found another one. Oh, another okay. show. So <laughs> this new show that I am watching is called School of Chocolate. Ah, okay. It features, it features I believe he's French. I believe he, it, it features this YouTuber who hit it big. Um, he he took classes, chocolatier classes in France, and is now working in Las Vegas. Hello. And he's he has YouTube videos of how he just transforms chocolate into just magnificent works of art. Like you would look at it and you just thought it was like made out of metal or something. See, I don't know. Like you, you sort of lost me at YouTube. <laughs> well, no, th- I'm talking about the person. I'm talking about the person. It's not the the show is not a YouTube. No, it's, this is on Netflix. No, just the guy who's like on YouTube. Was like, was like, hey, boy, what's what's up, guys? It's your boy. Or, oh <laughs> no, no, I, no, he's not like. That. I don't think. Don't he's forget like to that. like and subscribe. But yeah. anyway, he he's a master of chocolatier to the point where he is able to have his own school. And oh, wow. the show is called School of Chocolate. <laughs> nice. And he takes on, I believe, 10 contestants um, from various, you know, cooks or experiences. Some are restaurant uh, owners. The mm. others are other chefs or whatever. Um, one of them is the youngest is a Filipino. And we will talk ah, about this in, in Hala Hala Hangout. I could tell why, and I will mention that in the other podcast. Well, anyway, I was watching this, and it, and he, I kind of like the premise of this show, so because it's not only a competition, but it's also a school. So the first half, he's like, okay, I'm gonna instruct you to do something like to create your own mold, so to, so you don't have to, you know, buy a mold from. Like any kitchen, you're gonna have to yeah. create your own mold. Ooh. That was the challenge. That's a lot. And of he work. showed, he kind of showed you a little how to, and then he was like, "Okay, do your thing, create your own masterpiece by creating your own mold, and then I will judge of that." Um. So they did their thing. He chose two top people, and then the two bottom people. He actually pulled aside. He didn't make an announcement he just pulled those two aside and say okay um it looks like you struggled i will go ahead and give you like a one-on-one lesson for the next challenge Ooh, that's cool so and i was like you know what uh for me if i was on that show that would really mean a lot yeah that you know i you I think I think the grand prize is I think money. Yeah. For whatever. But even when you lose, you still take something take something that is yeah. still valuable that you could I, apply to your career. I like it when contestants, you know, of any reality show. I give a lot of respect to contestants that check their egos at the door. Yeah. And check their they're high and mighty and they're they're competitive you know they're ultra competitive you know i guess you could say like machiavellian ways you know at the door 
mm-hmm. and just you know help out and or you know like be very you know have like a really good sportsman like attitude in terms of like you know like it was a good competition and you know i you know i get why i lost you know mm-hmm. and yeah. you know i hope i can bury myself and i learned a lot you know from other people that sort of thing i like it when, when contestants do that i hate it when contestants like it's like that is wrong i should have won and you know all that's like the the biggest like the worst losers and the worst winners <laughs> yeah know, can't do it like you know no wonder yeah so yeah so i i think i think i i think i'm gonna watch be watching this show i only watched one episode and this whole premise of it's also a, a competition also a school kind of thing okay it's what kind of got to me so yeah. i will let you know how, yeah, let's how, know I how think you, you like it it's okay. really hard to find a good like reality show so the next thing that i wanted to talk about i know this is going to go very long but i want to touch on two marvel shows that i would strongly recommend <laughs> Okay, here we go, Marvel. Okay, cinematic I universe. Know, here I know we this go. Is out, of your, uh, out of your league, but <laughs> hey, hey, I, I had to listen to you rant, uh, geek out about Final Fantasy. Yes, I know. Let me have my okay, moment. Okay, okay, you can go. So, so to those that have uh, Disney Plus, Hawkeye, the new series, is out now. There are two episodes out as of the time of this recording. And I like it. And it may be because I'm a little biased, but I'm just saying, hey, did you know that a little, a little side note? Hey, hey, Edwin. Yeah. Did you know that the actress that plays Kate Bishop in Hawkeye in the new series, Hawkeye, is actually has some Filipino blood? No, but yet I haven't actually seen a Hawkeye period except for Endgame. Do you even have Disney Plus? Yes, I do. In fact, one of my oh, favorite okay. things to watch is geographic, National Geographic stuff. Yeah, that's nice too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I like it because the protagonist um, is basically a little Hawkeye with a very smart mouth. Let's just put it that way. Oh. And I like how same... she just doesn't put up with people's stuff. Is it Jeremy? Isn't it Jeremy Renner? Hawkeye? So Jeremy Renner is Hawkeye. Yep. But for fans of the comic, you'll know who Kate Bishop is. Ah. It's another. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> See, I I started reading comics. Just not Marvel. Yeah, but comics. the thing is, though, you're you don't really lean towards the superhero comics. You no. lean more the I, other way. I lean more <laughs> towards like, I guess was it like Dark Horse kind of like serial yeah. that sort of thing. Or yeah, it's more more story story driven. Like like right now, I'm reading Sanctum. Okay. So and that's like more of like a horror genre comic. But has okay. a lot of like mystery and thriller, that sort of thing. That's where I sort of lean to when it comes to comics. But <laughs> for me, I aside from superhero comics, I like the comics that 
like lean towards like a cultural kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I know George Takei penned his own comic. I forgot what it's called, but I read it. I read it and it was actually quite um, educational on what went on on the Japanese um, oh, internment yeah. camp. Yeah. Yes. And it was all based on, I believe, his father or grandfather. So it was very interesting. And then there was there was still my favorite comic. It's called... Um, oh my god. It's like... It's like my favorite comic, and I already forgot <laughs> the name. Anyway, it was, it's a Vietnamese author, local, yep. so it's from Minnesota. Um, but uh, but yeah, I like the story. It's the one that I, I talked about in a past episode on how they used fairy tales to kind of bridge the gap between... Uh, how he was trying to communicate to his family that he was gay. Okay. But there was no word for gay in his language. So they Ooh. kind of use stories. That's a pretty uh, interesting premise. I've seen okay, so it's called The Magic Fish. Okay. Uh, the Magic Fish. Sorry. Yeah. And I saw a lot of like young adult when I was like I was reading like young adult comics, you know, like like graphic novels, yeah. I guess you could say. Graphic novels. Yeah. There was like a lot of like that sort of thing like going on where it's like it was like telling like sort of like modern day issues and stuff. You know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And like like or was it slice of life type things, but in a very very like you know, way that from like different cultures or different like I just remember like like I forgot what comic book it was, but it was like talking about like like um life in north korea right and it was all done in like a comic book graphic novel and oh and there was like another one where it was like it was talking about like world war ii nazi germany but it was using like mice and cats and that you know i forgot what these were called these were like a long time ago. are you talking about mouse yeah -S? yeah that's the one yeah yeah, that, that see, I heard good things. I still have yet to read that. Yeah, it's see, still I, on my. Uh... I read comic but books. But yeah, <laughs> speaking of culture, <laughs> yeah, it's my other suggestion for those Marvel fans. Back to Marvel. I'm uh, sorry. Yes. Um, Shang Chi is available to uh, stream through Disney Plus for free. Okay, so that's I am interested in that. <laughs> if you like Chinese, like movies kind of yes. like crouching tiger hidden dragon yep. or the not the, the very cheesy um like chinese so, uh movies okay it, this is a good medium <laughs> okay for you to to watch um i was just watching it and i this is coming from an asian person not a chinese person mind you but i think that they that Disney did this in a way that it doesn't it's tasteful. dumb it down yeah or water it down so, so well, that's good. it's palpable for like uh it was it it was just like any so marvel movie okay that's good but it was it was still you know 
made it central that this is yeah. surrounding the Chinese culture. No, I am interested in that one, Shang-Chi, you know, and when it went out in theaters, we heard a lot about it when it came, went out in theaters. And uh-huh. when Disney, you know, released it. And yeah. I was actually interested in it, but, you know, I'm, I don't go to movie theaters. There's a reason why I haven't even watched Ghostbusters right now. And I'm big, I, huge I'm Ghostbusters fan. I'm my time. Yeah, because I would have gone to see it in theaters, but I don't, I, mean, I'm, I don't want to go to theaters right now. No, so. no, that's totally, <laughs> totally acceptable. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I Shang Chi is one of those things I am actually making a point to see, and it's it's in Disney Plus. Yes, I will fire up the theater system and have a go. So, <laughs> I, I will tell you right now, the movie isn't all in English. There are oh, some cool. Chinese audio with English subtitles. Oh. Perfect. Just to forewarn people that just don't like reading subtitles. Yeah. Fair. But um, just, yeah. But I think that kind of adds to the authentic- authenticity yeah. of it being of, it's about a Chinese guy along with, you know, speaking of his culture and his background and how he came mm-hmm. to be, blah, blah, blah. My favorite thing about this movie, and I'll try to say it in a way that it won't spoil the movie. You don't really, you will think you know who the enemy or the bad guy is, only to find out that you've been wrong. Ooh, that's really cross, that, that is like marching up to the edge of spoilery. So, but <laughs> I'm just saying... Who am I talking about? I can't say. Okay. I will leave it up to you because I like that. I like that whole, oh, he's he's good and he's bad or whatever. I like how it starts out with you have no clue whether if this person is good or bad. Yeah. Until the end. And then you could draw your own conclusions because you're like, are they even telling the truth or something? So... Good luck yeah. trying to figure that one out. Uh, if you haven't watched it, <laughs> I would assume you haven't. But well, no, I haven't. I haven't seen it. I will see. But it. yeah, I will see. But it. yeah, I <laughs> I think that it's a good movie, and you should go check it out. Free on Disney Plus. Check out Shang Chi. Sh- check out Hawkeye. Check out School of Chocolate. If you have any other shows that I really should talk be talking about, please let me know. <laughs> Yes, let her know. Where can they reach you, Pam? Dungeon. What was it? Dungeon. <laughs> Dungeon Diners at D. That at, one. At Gmail. Dungeon Diners at Gmail.com. Or. Da, 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 da. Why don't you go ahead and, <laughs> and follow Pam on Twitter <laughs> at Panda, Panda Cat Dragon and. Panda Cat Dragon One. And tell her how much you love Marvel. Or hate it. I mean, or hate it, or just don't don't have. Any... I'm all for civil, civil <laughs> conversation. Yes. <laughs> all complaints go to Edwin. <laughs> just kidding. Can, just yeah, kidding. You can find you can find me Edwin at Panda Cat Dragon. At... Hey, <laughs> that's me. Okay, so moving on. Um... So Edwin. You have something to get off your chest, especially now is the time to talk about it. 
<sighs> all right. Let's talk about that place that we all like to. The Cathedrals of Capitalism. It was actually a pretty interesting way how you put it. Balls. Okay, so. <laughs> all so, right. Should I leave um, should, should I just so, like set the stage? Because we were recording this like right after Black Friday or the weekend of Black Friday. Yes. Okay, so Thanksgiving passed. Black Friday happened on Black Friday and the weekend. I went to a mall. <laughs> and here's the thing. The last time I went to a mall was January of 2020. And it wasn't even in this country. It was in the Philippines. And okay. I haven't been, and even before then, I haven't, I don't go to malls. Like, I just don't go to malls. Like, I, I feel like it's just one of those places where it's the same, it's the same, like, it's the same, like, thing that happens in my head every time I watch a commercial like really yeah like I just I feel like someone's telling me that I have to be someone else <laughs> every time I go into a mall <laughs> yeah okay so yeah and and everything's expensive in a mall and everything you have to pay for there's nothing for free in a mall unless you get to buy one get one or some crazy crap like that and I went to a mall because I had to go clothes shopping. Okay, I don't okay. go. I don't like going clothes shopping for, for 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 one thing, but I decided to do it because all I don't actually have that many like wintry sweaters or a twist wintry clothes. I guess you can say it's usually like I usually wear like a shirt and a jacket and that's about it. <laughs> and. So I made it a point to like, I want to go get some win like winter clothes, I guess. So I went to a mall. First of all, I went to a Target, right? Okay. Which is, which is, I, you know, I like, if I'm going to choose a retail place, I'll go to a Target. And so I went, went to the clothing section. And it was one of those experiences where, Yes, it was Black Friday, and yes, I do live in a place where there is tend to be more of a heavy set crowd than anything, mm -hmm. right? So therefore, my sizes aren't there, and I only found one shirt with my size, and everything else was like medium, large, small, extra small. And by the way, for for those of you who wear extra small in men's sizes, I want to know who you are and you better tell me your diet because, <laughs> because how do you buy, who wears an extra small? I seen these things. They look like kid sizes. How do you do it? Chances are they are being bought by kids. In the men's <laughs> section, there are kids sections in, in, in Target. Yeah. Well, there are people that are growing that, are too big for kids, but still too small for men's. Oh man! I so extra know small people. is kind of like the in between. <laughs> I need to know these people. I, How do you? I, um, tell me your me will, me metabol metabolic secrets. I will. <laughs> I will say this. I am. I apologize, Edwin. <laughs> there are times when I will 
shop in the men's section. And here's my beef with shopping in malls. Women want hoodies. That oh, yeah. Zip, that zip up, okay? Like full-on zips, full zips? Yes, yes, okay? Because okay? there are times when I will wear a very cute shirt underneath or like a floral tank or a very geeky shirt that I want to show off to other people. I'm trying to find these zip, like the, the zipper zipped up hoodies. Cannot find them in the juniors or the women's. So where do I go? To the men's section. To the men's. And yes, yes they I, do have I those. did buy it. I did buy yes, they do have men's those. sweatshirts. No, you know, I've, I've heard that. I've heard that like a lot of women, you know, will shop at the men's section. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard that before. <laughs> Okay, and that, that's perfectly fine. And um, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, it's it's just I haven't been clothes shopping at a mall like for, for quite a while, and I took it upon myself to go. And I went into a Macy's, and I gotta tell you, when you go into a Macy's at a, at a shopping mall, you have like this sort of like this expectation, right? Mm-hmm. And this expectation is different from, let's say, a TJ Maxx or a, um, oh, I don't know, like, um, even like a JCPenney's, you know, or a Kohl's, right? <laughs> it's, it's, there's a different <laughs> expectation you have when it comes to Macy's. And, the, and I feel like this expectation, especially for me, it's like nice well-kept looks like you know the people of i don't know the people who own the same things as mercedes benzes and expensive cars the tesla people you know they <laughs> shop here you know what i mean like like you know like it's not cheap clothing i will i will tell you that right i did not find anything there that was like 20 bucks and below you know not even the underwear so <laughs> it's it's like one of those things right you have this expectation well kept everything's nice everything's like in straight piles all the same tags are like in proper places all the size tags are like all out and all you gotta do is like flip them over like cards right like just you know what I mean? Very easy, right? I'm looking for a 2XL. There it is. I will gently lift this up, take it out, and put it back. And you're on your merry way, right? When I went into this Macy's, it was a shocker. There was like this, like, sort of like, did did something happen here that I don't know about? And it, this wasn't even on Black Friday. This was like in an afternoon on a, on a Saturday. Which may be a little early for them to actually like get a crew in there and start folding clothes. But I gotta tell you, I thought I was like in a... Okay, in the Philippines, right? They have like these big... If you go into like markets, you know, like not like the malls in the Philippines, but like out in the, in the rural areas, you know? So there's like... A rummage sale type thing, right? Okay. Where they get like mounds and mounds of clothes, right? And you just like 
sift through it. Oh, look at this. I found a thing, like a shirt or whatever, right? Yeah. This is what it felt like. <laughs> this Macy's. There was like piles of clothes on the floor. And you're sitting there going like, I think those clothes used to be on this display. But <laughs> now it's on the floor. Yeah. Right? Like, there were more clothes on the floor than there was on the display. And I'm sort of like second guessing. I think this was on the on the display with the sale tag. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go take a chance. And hopefully it was on that sale because I'm not about to pay 80 bucks for a thing. Okay. <laughs> you know, it was like that. It was everywhere. The, it was like these just piles and piles of clothes. And like empty, like, uh, what do you call uh empty like like hangers that looked like they used to be <laughs> the funny things the only places that did not get touched and i don't know if this is indicative to where i live the only places that actually kept like its display were like the ralph lauren polo area and the tommy bahama area and maybe the nautica <laughs> area maybe okay but the club room area, the the Columbia area, the Levi's area, the and like part of like where they keep all the like dress shirts and everything uh-huh. was it looked like a disaster. <laughs> like it looked like it it looked like something I've I've it, it like sort of like the expectation was definitely a miss. <laughs> and I don't know like I'm sure it was just because of Black Friday but even the even as what you know like when I last time I went to a Macy's there was always like a person in each of those sections folding clothes yeah you know and I think I think you have to realize that you know with you know how rough this year has been yeah it could be because of the labor shortage. It could be too. I, I will give it that. Like it's just, I'm sure. I mean, a lot of places are having labor shortages and people are having like these weight issues with, with retail and it was black Friday. I give it that, but yeah. it was just like something I've never seen a Macy's before. Like it was just like, you know, and I've been to a Macy's on black Friday and it did not look like that. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, wow. Um, but you know, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't take my my uh, my my feelings about a mall in terms of like my expectations of a mall. But the thing was, a lot of the when I went to the mall, and maybe you can speak to this because I'm kind of like sort of in awe how some of these stores in the malls stayed open during the pandemic, like jewelry stores. Like, there were three okay. jewelry stores right next to each other at this mall that I went to. Okay. And and the thing is, it's like, the mall that I went to, it wasn't like a dead mall. In mm-hmm. fact, it was like the biggest mall in, in my area. Everybody goes okay. to this mall, right? All right. And I was just in awe, like, this doesn't look like a... First of all, it didn't really look a de- like a dead mall, but yet again... The only places that I saw there was like, was a cosmetics, um, fashion accessories. Uh, I think I know and, which one you're talking about. <laughs> and, 
and cosmetics, fashion accessories, and um, oh, um, jewelry stores, and like very boutique. Like I'm talking about the most boutique of boutiques. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, I'm kind of and I guess. And I guess something that we have to also have to consider are like majority of those stores that are still open probably have like an online presence as well. Yeah, I could. Well, not the boutique ones. I don't imagine the, the boutique, boutique ones, ones. I think like Let's certain like stores like the boutique ones or those that um, are a little bit like more unique or whatever. Um. Yeah, I think. Um, Look, well, the- first off, first off, I honestly think that you know, certain certain things like jewelry, they're hard to sell online because I don't know about you, but I would if I was to invest in a lot of money for like earrings or rings or whatever, I want to see it in front of me. Yeah, but. I, don't, I I was just amazed that they were still there. Like, um, if you're <laughs> if you're referring to certain stores that are like aimed at like preteens, yeah, Claire's would be like that. I was about to say, well, you gotta satisfy the preteens too. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I guess you know. I don't know. I um, it's. I will tell you could... this. I will tell you this much. That mall had an like, arcade. And, I hope that doesn't go away. Well, here's the Seriously. thing, right? It had an arcade, but I'll tell you this much. It was the saddest arcade I've ever seen in my life. No one was there? There was barely an arcade. I'm sorry. Four arcade machines and oh. a... <laughs> it was like four arcade machines and a like a grabber machine does not make an arcade. Oh, just those five? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what that was. Like, they were- What is that? Like, I think it was just like a poor attempt to like fill in space. I guess so. And there was plenty of space to fill, definitely. I mean, as much as this mall wasn't a dead mall, there were slots that were definitely for available. Um, yeah. So I will (laughs) say, um, because my like, if you're comparing malls from like when you were a kid, like in the 90s, as compared to now, especially during the time of COVID, oh. there was it's nothing... kind of been depre- depressing. Yeah, it was, there, there was nothing like a mall when I was growing up. In like, fact, a mall. the mall, the closest mall that I, that's closest to where I live, um, I've noticed that there has been more spaces, like in between stores, and yeah. they just serve as like um, advertising. Like advertising or the the window, the whole window shopping yeah. kind of thing, where it's just a, a huge ad with just mannequins. Would you say um, that the hate it like the like malls are pretty much? I don't want to say dead, but I like. Do you think malls right now are pretty much, um, like waning? I, just just like like really past its prime i will say that it is becoming obsolete yeah i mean this is the reason why why sears 
like died off. Yeah, and Sears was like it was one the of those first ones. Stores. And I remember when Sears was like huge. Oh yeah. Like they would send out catalogs, and you know all the kids would be like, "I want this and this," and it was it was like they were the largest re- holiday shopping. Product. They were the largest department store for like the very longest time. Oh yeah, bigger than Macy's. And the yeah. reason why they died out is because they just didn't get with the times. Uh, it just was eternally the 90s. I mean, do you remember, can you imagine like a mall, like a mall movie now? Like when I was growing up, there were like mall movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, know? that was when the malls were bussing. Yeah. Can you imagine one right now? Like there wouldn't be one. I mean... You mean one of the most famous mall mall movies in our generation, you know, in the '90s, you know, was was that mall that you're? I think you're talking about. Like, yep. Yeah. Was it Ian Pretty Mall? And that was like, yep. that was Mallrats. That was the Mallrats Mall, and that was like everybody knew where that you know what that mall looks like. If you want to see, like even like Stranger Things, you know, was it the third season of Stranger Things? yeah that kind of mall you know that took me back to like when i was growing up what mall was supposed to look like yeah you know (laughs) like like there was no empty spots there was like not like repeat stores Mm -hmm. you know yeah and do you i don't know i mean i mean do i think that the whole type like if malls would just die down Mm, not necessarily I know, um, I know one place they're never gonna die. What one place? The Philippines. Oh, malls are life over there. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh yeah, but considering malls here in America, I don't know. I mean, I don't see them like going away, but they do need a good restructure. Oh yeah, they need to restructure badly. There was a there because was a, yeah there was an Amazon store at the mall I went to. Really? Amazon four stars. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. No, I haven't. It's just an Amazon store. It's it's an Amazon branded store with four with a lot of like four star items, like the most popular items that people buy at Amazon, and it's there. Huh. I I refuse to go into it. I just refused to go into it. I was just like, you killed the brick and mortar, and now you're creating the brick and mortar. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just, why? Yeah. Why would I want to go to, as you said, the brick and mortar version of a website, which has way more items for me to choose from? Yeah, that's that's just weird. Unless they have, like, hard-to-find stuff that's also four-star rated. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just have this love-hate relationship with malls. <laughs> I really do. And to, mind you, it could be also past history to play along with it because me and Edwin also were retail workers. Oh yeah. Speaking <laughs> of malls. retail workers, speaking of retail workers, one thing that really has to die is Black Friday. Black Friday just has to go away. Like, I don't understand Black Friday anymore. It's not even really a Black Friday. Like, even this, during this time, it was like a Black Friday weekend plus a couple more days. Yeah. You know what I no, mean? Yeah, I agree. Like, it, 
even like they were even like touting like sales were like happening even before Thanksgiving. Black Friday starts now, you know, before Halloween. And, especially, you know, yeah, especially online. They yeah. were pushing Black Friday sales like a week or two before Black Friday. Yeah, and I just, I mean, I get Black Friday, you know, like I get it in terms of like I know what it's trying to do, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you know, retail stores trying to create a profit even though like it's not really their biggest sale like not like in terms right. of like discounts right? yeah it's not it's not the discount it's the fact that we have a crap ton of stuff on sale and it's only happening on friday which is like shooting themselves in the foot because you're gonna create more let's face it you're gonna if you're gonna have that many sales and you're gonna advertise it that bad you have to realize that you're creating a a liability for yourselves Hint, hint, oh, Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, come on. Oh, yeah. Don't be surprised that people get trampled over other people and you're on the news. So why yeah. even do it? Why even do it? Like, why even? There's a reason it's... why, you know, like, you don't, you know, don't lump it. Remember when the time where Black Friday was like three o'clock in the morning to noon and that was it and that's what the sale was and you know how bad that was yeah you know even for retailers like you and i we you know we worked retail jobs and we had to get up at like you know godly hours in the morning to get to the stores and you're like half asleep and then the stores open and you're trying to figure out what to do you're trying to like stay sane but you've got screaming customers going at you, asking you why you don't have a thing anymore. I think and- <laughs> I think we should really rebrand Black Friday. I don't think it should just die out. Black Friday has been officially like the unofficial holiday of the United States. Holiday because it marks yeah. the start of the holiday shopping. Yeah. That's it. But is it the day where it's like where all the cheapest sales no. are? No. No. Definitely. It's all not. a marketing gimmick. No, I'm sorry. Like, you know, the even at Best Buy, right? Deep discounts at Best Buy for last year's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. even that, even that, their deep discounts are like, if you, I mean, if you're not going to shop around, and you think that's like the deepest discount then you know then that means that marketing is doing a pretty good job on you you know because what was it like a tv that's selling at best buy for the exact same specs is probably selling at the at at costco for even less yeah which is selling at like a microsoft for less than that yeah and at that point it becomes a marketing game Right, it yep. becomes a, it becomes a fishing game for 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 retailers, and and it's creating more work to the customers too. Like if you like if they if they did that whole you know we will honor whoever is has the lowest price we will honor that price yeah. as long as you you know bring in the advertisement or whatever. I'm not gonna do that. That's, That's a lot just of work. A lot more work. 
that's a lot of work. Well, and, and and especially if you're you know have a lot to shop for. I mean, There's imagine doing like, that per person. No, <laughs> nothing like doing it online when it comes to. I did that one year. You know, and I didn't just shop at Amazon. It was like I want to shop at, you know, look for something on on Google, press the shop button on Google, and see who has the better prices or whatever whatever site. Yeah. You know, and that was great. And I did it on my lunch break at work. <laughs> you yeah. Know? It was not like, I mean. I don't know. Like, just I've I've experienced the Black Friday. I lined up overnight to get a thing I could get for sixty percent off. I did that. Yeah. I hated it. I did it, and I told Angela at the time. I was like, I just want to experience this. I want to experience this. What the whole the hubbub is about, right? Right. And say that I actually did a thing. Did that, you know, and. And say to other people, I did it. You don't want to do it. It's not worth it. <laughs> See, I do it so you don't have to. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> so. And you have to realize that, you know, I think it, I think this whole Black Friday sh- um, stuff changes when you uh, when you work in retail at, during oh. Black Friday. Because yeah. before I remember when before I was working in retail. I remember I was so excited to just get up early, get my coffee, and then go hit the stores. And it was a blast. It was. Seriously. <laughs> I used to enjoy it. Then I worked retail. Ugh. And life <laughs> changed forever. 180. <laughs> no. Never again. And I, yeah, after that, I I got so, I, my, my original plan was that after my shift on Black Friday, I would just go out shopping right afterwards. No. That only happened one year. Afterwards, I just got tired. Yeah. I'm like, nope. And there are even, I think there was even one Black Friday where they were like, okay, we, you will have to work in the morning and the evening. No, thank you. Man, I was not happy that I said yes to that. That's the but worst. Was... <sighs> that is yeah. the worst. But yeah. yeah, if you are shopping during this holiday time please be kind to your retail workers be kind <laughs> be kind we're already living in very tough times yeah. right just a little bit of yeah. compassion goes a long way and the whole back to the malls thing we'll, we'll wrap this up with just one ending question how do you think malls can improve to uh, I, I don't know get with the times or change with the times. I can think of lots of ways. I don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> well, this is when we're... Okay. Yeah. You want to hear my one? idea? Yeah, sure. Make it an enjoyable place that isn't just retail. It just doesn't mean like a cathedral of capitalism. That's my thing. Make um, it a place where I'm not bombarded with, with advertising everywhere I go. And look. That's gotta be tough, though. That is gonna be tough. That's. It is I was thinking about. I was thinking about something that someone told me, on. Um, um, someone someone told me I had a conversation at work and. We were talking about libraries, right? And. What? 
Please tell. Okay, uh, we're talking about Please libraries. Please tell me where this is going. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about libraries. And if you think about it, right? Libraries are places that don't expect you to spend money. Yep. It is the last place that you can go during the winter, other than your home, that you yep. aren't expected to spend money. Right? Yep, that's and we correct. Were, and we were specifically talking about this library at Woodbury, right? Which is on the east side of town, like east side of the Twin Cities, right? Okay. There's this library over there where outside, it's actually a bigger part. It was just one part of this one building. One part just happens to be the library. Mm-hmm. Was a garden. Was like a Ooh. botanical garden. Complete okay. with a waterfall complete with tables complete with with places even had wi-fi you could study there whatever during the winter time right yeah it was a public space that was and you didn't you weren't expect to pay anything but there was still a library there there was a store there but it wasn't in your face yeah true <laughs> you know okay okay and that's what i was thinking about how do you create malls that how can balls be better right stop being a cathedral of capitalism and start being a cathedral for a multi-use space that doesn't require you to spend a crap ton of money just to have a good time I like that idea. Yeah. And what, I mean, what I know they're not going to do it, <laughs> you know? Well, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, well, we've constructed all these huge structures to hold so much stuff. Are we, re- is it really wise to put it to waste? Let it all crumble down? Well, there are dead malls. <laughs> there are abandoned I'm malls. T- I'm saying don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't let it go there. Yeah, um, so, but yeah, I really like that idea of combining like a library and a mall. Because yeah. I will tell you right now, not everyone there in the mall is there to shop. Well, how many people go there in the mall before the, the stores even open? I mean, just I to could, use it as a track. I mean, I could <laughs> just know? picture those people that are there just for to accompany someone who does want to shop. Oh, that's the worst. I know, but <laughs> there you go. I mean, there. If you want a quiet place to just escape and let your yeah. other your partner just go wild on the stores, just disappear in the library. Yeah, or I'd disappear in whatever space yeah. is there an arcade that is actually an arcade. Yeah, that's my idea. I don't think they're gonna do it, but who knows what'll happen? I just hope that there are more like public spaces. You know indoor public spaces that don't require you and have stores too you know yeah that's what towskers were supposed to be right and i do realize that a funding funding for it is can also be an issue too oh yeah but commercial districts are there for money that's all right yeah right but i could just imagine like if enough people get support around it it could work Mm -hmm. who knows i don't know yeah. Anyway, there's something to think about. Anyway, that is going to be our episode. Yes. 
They were already running oh way past an hour. Way past an hour, but you know what? It's the holidays, and we are trying to... I don't know what we're trying to do. <laughs> I think we're trying to unwind and unwind. just let, let loose. Yeah. I'm, I'm certainly but, trying to vent from my experiences from a mall, so... <laughs> sorry. So yeah, sorry sorry for our listeners if this is a, a venting issue. But yeah. yeah, if you have any ideas on how malls can improve, let us know. Drop us a line. Um, you can leave us a comment on our website, legendcreators.com. We will always welcome your comments. Yes. You can always email, up, email us at dungeondiners at gmail.com. Edwin, how can they reach you? Uh, they can reach us. They can reach me at at uh, at TCD's Edwin on Twitter, okay. or they can also uh, at you can also reach us at our website legendcreators.com. We have a comments page there. Feel free to drop us a comment, or they can reach us at dungeondiners at gmail.com or the web or the Facebook page. Facebook. Hey, don't you have an Instagram? Oh, the Instagram at DIY Edwin. <laughs> I'm a yes. DIY Edwin. Yes. Drop uh, a line to Edwin. If you want to drop a line to me, my name is Pam. You could, uh, I'm on Twitter at Panic at Dragon One. I'm also on Instagram. I run the podcast uh, page. Uh, the Sorry. my uh, that The handle is Panic at Dragon. Yep. And um, there's also the Facebook page, Legend Creators. Yes. I'm also behind that. It- and if you want to drop Angela a line, Oh Make yeah! Make sure you drop her a tweet, a tweet. at her at her uh, handle at I think it's Pleasant Doom. Pleasant Doom. Pleasant Doom. Yes. At Pleasant Doom. Yes. Oh, and here's the other thing too. Um, don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. If you do like this podcast, please like us. Don't just and say share. it. Do it. <laughs> and comment and share definitely. And don't forget Comment, to sh- like, subscribe, share. And all don't, that fun stuff. Don't forget to check us out at uh, our other podcast at Hollow Hollow Hangouts as well. So we have that one too. If you miss, if you like my voice, you'll hear it more on there. Yes. <laughs> we will see you later, and we're about to run out of songs. So here we go. <laughs> see you later. Alright, bye. Oh, we're gonna do it. Done. Oh, I thought we were running out. Okay, thank you. This at, is episode 63 of Dungeon Dinings and, and dorks. dorks. Perfect. <laughs>